a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, KSL Newstime. It's 6 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. Mother Nature is an early riser this year. Uh, we've got another batch of snow causing some problems for the morning drive. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live on the roads with the latest. Adam? Amanda, Tim, I made my way from about 3300 south uh, down I-15 to the Bangor Highway Interchange. You've got a lot of slowdowns and uh, some really thick patches of snow in area, especially a few miles uh, north or south of the I-215, I-15 interchange. Uh, I've seen so many slide-offs and emergency crews this morning. It's been hard to keep up with it all. I can only imagine how Andy's faring here in the traffic center. But we also, uh, as you make your way over onto Bangor Highways, we've been hearing some people like, you know, when you guys came in on the west side of the valley this morning. I'm now in Riverton, and the roads coming off Bangor Highway, they're not super bad, but there are just these patches. It's it's The problem right now is that it's really deceiving. You've got areas that are just wet roads, but then at you know a couple miles down, you could hit an area that's just jam-packed with snow. So again, we can't say it enough. Just slow down, take the extra time that you need because I mean, if you're going too fast and you hit one of these patches, I think that's what could be contributing to a lot of these crashes today because it's just coming up out of nowhere. And I'll keep make my way around to the worst areas, letting you know where to be most careful. Reporting live in Riverton, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. The snow doesn't show any signs of stopping west of us either. Up to five feet of snow is possible in the Sierra Nevada mountains this week, adding to the 46 feet of snow that already uh, they've already received this season. Here's ABC's Lionel Moise. It comes as people are still stranded east of L.A. in the San Bernardino Mountains, where up to 12 feet of snow fell from back-to-back storms. Volunteers handing out supplies as some people run out of food and gas. Crews desperately trying to clear away tons of snow hampered by wind gusts up to 55 miles per hour. Officials are warning some residents could be stranded for another week. Meantime, in the east, winter has been a bust. Snow totals are far below average from Boston to Philadelphia, and warmer temperatures have resulted in more spring-like days. The warm weather has left fans of cross-country skiing and sledding lamenting a lost winter, while businesses like snowplow drivers and small ski resorts have struggled financially. KSL's top national stories this hour. Another Norfolk Southern uh, train derailed in Ohio over the weekend. This is the state's second derailment in just over a month. Norfolk Southern says no hazardous materials were involved, unlike last month's derailment in East Palestine. ABC's Alex Prechet reports. What we know so far is that this train wasn't hauling anything nearly as as dangerous as as the one in East Palestine. Uh, There were four empty tankers with residual amounts of diesel exhaust fluid and and common industrial products, which that's something to be concerned about, certainly, but that's not the vinyl chloride that we were talking about in East Palestine. This train derailed near a highway in Springfield, about 80 miles northeast of Cincinnati. 
The parents of a 14-year-old Davis County student are suing the school district, saying their daughter has been denied potentially life-saving accommodations. Dennis and Sarah George say their daughter needs a trained aide with her at school for a variety of conditions. They say during a school board meeting last month, the district decided that their daughter no longer needed a paraprofessional. The George family says their daughter's life is in immediate danger because she has been denied accommodations. A suspect has been charged in the disappearance of Dylan Rounds. Rounds vanished near the Utah-Nevada border 10 months ago. 59-year-old James Brenner was charged with aggravated murder late last week. He's accused of killing 19-year-old Box Elder County resident Dylan Rounds. Rounds hasn't been heard or seen from since May of last year. Police say phone records from Rounds show he was on a remote property where Brenner was squatting on the day he disappeared. Police also say they found video evidence tying Brenner to the murder, as well as a blood stain that they say matched DNA from Rounds. The charges filed against Brenner are the first in connection to Rounds' disappearance. Jessica Lowell, KSL News Radio. A Heber man has been sentenced for causing the death of seven year of a seven year old girl in 2021. Christopher O'Connell pleaded guilty for firing a gun that went through a wall and killed the young girl in Wasatch County. O'Connell says he was drinking heavily and on prescription drugs when he fired that gun. He was sentenced to one to fifteen years in state prison last month. And he's back with your first look traffic. Hopefully those crews getting. Uh, a little leg up on this storm, Andy. Yeah, it's frustrating to be behind the plows when traffic is slow, but the good news is it makes it a much safer drive. Now they're going on the northbound side between 21st South and downtown. That's where I'm seeing the busiest and slowest traffic at the moment. But uh, road conditions on I-15 are improving a little bit, a little by little in the Salt Lake Valley. It looks like it's still pretty rough. Midvale and Draper in particular. Redwood Road coming over uh, Point of the Mountain and in from uh, Lehigh to Bluffdale, another rough stretch. And then, of course, the canyons. Little Cottonwood Canyon closed this morning till at least 8.30 for avalanche control. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. The Board of Education for Alpine School District has launched formal studies into some major boundary changes. These studies are being used used to provide evidence for the board's current proposal of closing five elementary schools and redrawing boundaries to adjust for the losses. David Stevenson, executive director of external relations for the district, explains reasons why they're proposing to close certain schools. These five schools, they all have seismic concerns. They have um, declining enrollment and the schools nearby have um, available space for the students. The elementary schools that may be closing are Lehigh, Valley View, Linden, Windsor, and Sharon Elementary. I'm Alessandra Harris, KSL News Radio. The running Utes are getting set for the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament. They'll take on Stanford, a team that KSL Sports Utes insider Michelle Botkin says they should have won in the regular season. That was a game that they struggled with in Salt Lake City, and they dropped, uh, and they shouldn't probably shouldn't have dropped. I believe that was the first game that they were without Gabe Madsen or one of the first games. So I think there was a little like struggle, growing pains. How how do we move on without one of our best players? Tip-off from Vegas set for 7 p.m. Wednesday. Smoke filled the cabin of a Southwest Airlines flight after a reported bird strike. The flight was headed from Havana to Fort Lauderdale yesterday. ABC News aviation expert John Nance says it's a rare occurrence. Despite the fact that we have 32,000 some-odd flights over the U.S. every day of commercial aircraft, we have very few bird strikes and even fewer that require an emergency return. But being careful and cautious is the hallmark of aviation safety. The pilot turned the plane around and made an emergency landing back in Cuba. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, 
I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.